All right. So what we learned yesterday was unbelievable thing. We learned yesterday that every Jew is both a tzaddik, a benini, and a balshuv, which is an unbelievable concept. We're all a tzaddik in the sense that we all have some things we like doing that the Abisha wants us to do. We're all a benini in the sense they all have things that we need to resist and maintain to the right thing, despite the fact that um, despite the fact that we have an urge to do otherwise. And then there are some things that are such hard tests that we sometimes fail in, and we are able to turn around and do truth. So these three phenomena that we have in ourselves, we get from three eras in Yaakov's life. Yaakov has a time in Israel, the, the, the life of Etzadik, life in, in perfect spiritual harmony, and Yaakov has a time in, in Haran, around Lavan, where he has to ignore the, his surroundings and maintain, their, do the right thing. And then Yaakov has a time in Egypt, Egypt is not just a time of, of challenge. Egypt, Egypt is a place that attacks holiness, attacks Yaakov. It says, Yaakov, you should become an idol. That's what Egypt wanted Yaakov to be after he died. After Yaakov passed away, Yaakov should become the idol of Egypt. And what happens is, is Yaakov serves Hashem perfectly in all these three, three places. And the Rebbe's take, the Rebbe explains that it's not that Yaakov, it's not possible a human being could contain all three components. It's that Yaakov serves Hashem perfectly and I don't know, the Rebbe doesn't use the words here, but it sounds like to me that the Rebbe is talking about the idea of essence, the essence of the Nisham. Because Yaakov served Hashem perfectly, and from the place of the essence of the Nisham, therefore, it didn't matter what the circumstance was. It didn't matter if the settings was Israel, the setting was... That, 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 the reason why I'm saying this is because the Rebbe did use those words with the previous Rebbe, saying, saying a very similar concept. The previous Rebbe, I mentioned yesterday, the previous Rebbe encouraged one Jew to teach children olive paste, another Jew to dive in for another hour longer. And a regular person has something he's interested in, something he's not interested in. He's not able to be interested in all of these different kinds of things at the same time to the point that he's ready to give his life for all those things. And the reason why um, the previous Shabbat did this is because his, the essence of his soul was revealed. So that's what we learned yesterday. And um, continuing on this theme, um, we, we said that that's why the... Um, uh, Yaakov meets the angels on the border of Israel, and Yaakov says, this is, place is called camps. What Yaakov does is he, he causes a fusion between the um, inside of Israel and outside of Israel. He, he serves Hashem inside himself in such a perfect way that does, that, that, that doesn't matter if it's Israel or outside of Israel, and he shows up, and, he, and, makes, and that's why he empowers all of us to do the same. So... Um, now today we're going to go further into this theme. I'm going to paraphrase from uh, page uh, 30 and line 59. Um, this, thank you very much. In, in this theme, Rebbe continues and says that a tzaddik, a benini, and a balchuva have all these three components as well. So now we're talking about how each of us has all three, these three components. Now there's going to discuss in general how a balchuva has these three stages in his life. A tzaddik has these three stages and a, and, and a and about Shuvah also a, a tzaddik, a benini, and about Shuvah have all three within themselves. How so? How do you become a Balshuva? In general, a Balshuva does not become a tzaddik immediately when he does Shuvah. It's not like you become Balshuva and all of a sudden you have no Yetzirah. Ra- rather, he goes from level to level, and once he does become a Balshuva, he's able to reach the level of a benini. A benini is someone who withstands temptation. He has temptation, but he still has a war. And then he's able to reach a higher level. 
that he's able, he's able to be like a tzaddik and destroy the Yitzhahara completely. So that's how he, he has no challenges anymore because he got rid of the Yitzhahara. So, so um, he's able to transform the, the Yitzhahara and negate the possibility of sin. As Maimonides says, what's the real meaning of tshuva? That the one who knows all secret thoughts can testify about you that you'll never do make that mistake again. That's, that's how a Baal has all three components in himself. He, has, he does tshuva. He's not a tzaddik right away. He has, to, he has to withstand temptation, like a benini. And eventually, one day, the, the, the Baal Tshuva could turn into, it can morph into a tzaddik and get rid of the tzaddik like, like, like David and did. What about a benini? A benini has some things that he worked on himself that he only wants to do good. In other words, although a benini means someone who has temptation to do evil, doesn't mean he wants to do every evil thing in the book. There are some things he wants to do that are good. He doesn't need to fight in those areas. Mainly, let's say he loves to daven. So for davening, he doesn't need to fight. For, for, for davening, he's like a tzaddik. There are some things that he, the war is, is um, there's a war, but he's able to um, overcome them, like a benini. And then there are some things that, um, that the war is so hard that he's called like a rasha. It's not that he's actually a rasha, but it's such an intense war, he's experiencing the same thing that, that a non-Bainini experience, that a Russia experiences. He is to really work hard to get rid of these, these thoughts that are entering his mind. I was listening yesterday to a group of five women, uh, five Chabad um, emissaries, who are all of children in Gaza, and all discussing how they are, um, how, they're, how they're coping. And one of, the, one of these ladies, one of these Rebetzins, is saying about how the first day of the war, and, her, and how her son is going into Gaza, at first, and how that changed, and how she, she tried to control her thoughts, and how she tried to think good, and, 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 and she, she worked so hard on herself to be able to take the negative pictures in her mind and to transform them to positive pictures, and she literally feels like she's in the front line. She feels like she has to help another, she, she calls up every lady in her community, I want you to go to mikveh, I want you to light Shabbos candles, I want you, and, and no one says no to her. People listen to her because I want you to listen to my son who's in the battlefield. So she is, she is um, um, living in a different zone, although she is living wherever she lives, she's living in Gaza with her son, and she's fighting the war on the front lines. So it's possible to be in one spiritual state, and it's possible to be more, in more than, more than one spiritual state. And that's what the Rebbe is saying. By a tzaddik also, they have three spiritual states in a tzaddik. There is no tzaddik in the world, says the Talmud, that has never sinned. Even a perfect tzaddik. There's something that in it, you can find a trace of these three levels. Because of the challenges of the place that Tzaddik is in. Maybe the Tzaddik himself doesn't have inner, inner battles. But there's something that, that, that because the, 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 around the Tzaddik, there could be these things that cause the Tzaddik to have similar experiences to, to the Benini, to, to the one who has to do tshuva. And the Tzaddik is also supposed to do tshuva. As it says, the Mashiach will come and inspire Tzaddik to do tshuva. So that's what Tzaddik also has inside of him um, these three levels. Um, a tzaddik also has to make an effort to bring himself to be close to Hashem, so to a higher level. That is mentioned here, but a similar concept Rebbe says about the Baal Shem Tev. The Baal Shem Tev, we don't know anything about the Baal Shem Tev. Whatever we know about the Baal Shem Tev is like a drop in the ocean. And yet, when the Baal Shem Tev wants to reach a higher level of attachment to Hashem, what would he do? He give a child a candy to get to make himself to, to make to allow him to become closer to Hashem. Because the child will say a bracha, he'd answer Ami to the child's bracha, and that's how the tzaddik reaches a higher level. So, it's, so even the tzaddik is, has a concept of tzaddik, of perfect holiness and righteousness, and the tzaddik also has experience of returning to Hashem, tshuva, and 
and, and, and in that experience of tshuva, there is uh, this also an element of, um, of uh, in this experience of tshuva, there's also an ele- element of, um, of a benini, they have to make an effort. Today's Mitla Rebbe is Geula, the famous story in the Mitla Rebbe, that um, there was one chassid who made some, the Mitla Rebbe made a disparaging remark about one chassid service to Hashem. His, his role as the altar gave him was to bring everyone to a higher level. So in that time, people were made of sterner stuff than we are. And he needed to hear this guy, needed to hear a stern comment. But this guy didn't take it uh, so well. And he tells Mitra Rebbe, there's a difference between me and you. <laughs> Your Shama was handpicked from this storage house of souls in heaven. And your father and mother, we know who they are. And you were, you were, in, you were insulated with the highest level of holiness your whole entire life. And all you did all, all your life is just holiness. Me, on the other hand, I know what thoughts my parents had when they brought me in the world. And, and I have a job. My job is I, I, I sell merchandise to various non-Jews. And I have to collect the debt that they sell, send to these various non-Jews. And in order to collect the debt, I can't just go over there and knock on the door and say, pay. I say, let's have a lachayim. And I have to drink, drink with them. I have to drink. And, I, and, and that's how I can compare my, my uh, experience to yours. And then the Mithra Rebbe was very distraught. Mithra Rebbe felt the truth what he was saying. He went to the Alter Rebbe and asked Alter Rebbe for a tikkun. And the Rebbe thanked the chassid. He said, "You made a chassid out of my barrel." That's what he told the Mitzvah chassid. So the Mitzvah experienced the idea of tshuva. It seems on his level, although he's a tzaddik, he experienced something. Wow, there's something I'm missing. So that's how it's possible even a tzaddik to experience tshuva. And so, to every single day, we have all three levels. When you're in shul, learning Torah, doing mitzvahs, you're in holiness. That's that's your Israel part of the day. When you go out to do business. That's, you have different challenges. And in that itself, there are different kinds of challenges. There are very difficult challenges. And it could be because you do business with Gentiles, and among the Gentiles, you do business with, with idol worshippers, either because they're, either they're idol worshippers, like the Alter says in, in Shulchan Arach, that there are some idol worshippers that are not really idol worshippers halachically, because although they, they have all these idols, they don't know what they're doing. They're just following whatever their parents did. They're just, they're just copying their parents. They don't really believe in it. And there are other, there are real idol worshippers. So it could be that the money that you that you profit from a non-Jew, it's possible that this money the non-Jew handed to you, he believes that he got this money because of his prayers to his idol. So that's so you're in such an environment like this, and and that that's that's like the Egypt part of your day. You have you have. Israel part of your day, you have a harm part of the day, we have challenges that you can withstand, and you have, a, you have very strong challenges, like Egypt kind of challenges. And so too, in all the Jewish people, throughout history, there are these three levels. There's a time the Jewish people were living in Israel, time basically was standing. And that includes also us outside of Israel, who are commanded by Hashem, make here Israel. So we have our Israel, Israel part of our history, we have our outside of Israel, trying to make that place into Israel part of our history. There's the time the Beis Midrash is standing, and then there is a time of exile. And then there is a time, not just of exile, when there are different kinds of challenges in exile. There are challenges like, the, like Lavan's house, and there's challenges like Egypt, the abomination of the earth. Um... Nebu says nowadays in the end of Gaulus, most Jews are outside of Israel. And there are various unique challenges that we have. Um, and and th- there are, you, you, we could describe different periods in the exile itself with 
love and like of like like challenges and and Egypt like challenges. I think that we've reached uh, Egypt. I think the uh, pronoun thing and all the other things that we that we are. Um, I think we've reached the, all kinds of. Um, we're at the end of exile, so it makes sense that we are deep within Egypt. Anyway, so on all the levels and all different ways of service of Hashem, we get the power from Yaakov Avinu to impact our surroundings in a perfect way, to, to serve Hashem in a perfect way in the holy parts of our day, in the holy realms of our life, in doing Terimitzis. We also have the power from Yaakov to overcome the Yitzhahara, and even to overcome the greatest of challenges until we have the power, to, if we make a mistake, to turn it around and to transform that darkness into light. This also empowers us. Despite the fact that we're in exile, we're, we're living among seven nations, and especially we're living in the last exile, the exile of Eden, the exile of Esau, and we have connection with Gentiles. And we need Gentiles for certain things, for business, etc. And Gentiles who have a connection to idol worship. We get the power from Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov leaves Be'er Sheva, goes to Haran, that represents all of exile. And Yaakov's departure from Haran, going back to Israel, represents redemption. That's what we have in this week's Torah portion. Going into exile, returning from exile. So not only, although there were so, it's a word, in sons, is that a word? Ensconced. ensconced, thank you. Not only, despite the fact that we're ensconced by Gentiles, etc., not only not af- affected by them, not, not only we're able to overcome all the challenges, we're able to influence the Gentiles too, that they should believe in Hashem, they should fulfill their seven laws. And so we're able to affect the nations of the world of, as well, especially in the last generations, ever says, this has become a lot easier. It's become a lot easier to influence Gentiles to keep their seven laws. Especially, most lately, we see dramatic changes for good happening throughout the world in a peaceful way, in a, in a, in a trans- tranquil way, as we learned last week. And one of the reasons this is happening, why there's dramatic changes in the world for, in a good way, is because after all the Jewish people have done throughout history, so they've, um, the Esau and other nations are almost refined, and we just have to finish, as, as the Torah says about Yaakov, the small jugs. Yaakov, when he went... Um, to uh, bring his family uh, before they met Esau, he forgot small jugs. So in a similar way, we see amazing changes in the world, and all you need to do is get the last small jugs uh, making the world a home for Hashem. As the previous Sheba announced many years ago, that everything's already ready, so you just need to stand ready to greet Mashiach and to, to finish polishing the buttons, and then the, the girl will come. Uh, let's continue inside on page Lamed Bey's, not line number five. In all of this, we have something um, that's added to this because of the era, because of the time period that we're reading these Torah portions. All these Torah portions are read in the month of Kislev. Parshas Vayetze is always in Kislev. The month of redemption. Kislev is called the month, the month of redemption because it's the month, the time of redemption of the Mitla Rebbe, time of redemption of the Alta Rebbe, and Ashkhaydish Kislev. And it's close to the 10th of Kislev, which this year, the year, the year of the, that the Rebbe said this for bringing, Yud Kislev fell out, not like this year on a Thursday, but they all fell out on a Friday. And the Gemara says whoever works on Friday is able to eat on Shabbos. So, so there's something that's added by the fact that this is the time of the Geul of the Mitzvah Rebbe. What's added? When the Mitzvah Rebbe was redeemed. That wasn't just a personal redemption. 
It was redemption for all of Chassidus. What is the meaning? What's the theme of his redemption? Despite the fact that he was previously imprisoned by Gentiles, he was within an exile. Within an exile, in addition to just being in exile, he's within prison. The Goyim themselves recognized that we need to free this guy. We need to let him go. All of the redemptions of our Rebbe, starting from the Alter Rebbe, and then the Tzemach Tzedek, and then the previous Rebbe on the 12th and 13th of Tammuz, all their days of redemption, they increase the influence on the Gentiles. They all they cause a greater influence on Gentiles, so that, that Gentiles recognize the truth of Torah and godliness. Their redemption isn't just that they're walking out of prison, it's that there's an impact on, it, it, it's a result of there being an impact on Gentiles to recognize the truth of Hashem and the truth of Torah. When the was redeemed, not only did the government free him, but more, the government gave him the title a citizen that is honored for generations. A, a, a title that, that is, goes on forever. They, they gave him a title that is eternal. This, um, this highlights how in every redemption of our Rebbes, there was an impact on the Gentiles, and the Gentiles themselves recognized the truth of Torah and the truth, truth of Galilee. And what happened to the forefathers of Chassidus, meaning the Alter Rebbe and all the Rebbes, is a sign for the children, a sign for the Jewish people. Every Jew receives power from their redemption. They should be redeemed from everything that's going on in his life. We have three parts of our life. We need a Geula in our study of Torah and our doing mitzvahs. We should be freed from all of our limitations from these, in, the, in these areas. And we have to add, and it goes from strength to strength, and not just from strength to strength, but to go completely beyond where we were before, so that where we reach makes the day before look like prison. Here, Abzev, we have to go so far beyond where we are that it makes what, what we're doing till now look like, like we were in prison. And so we have to have redemption in regarding our learning Torah, doing mitzvahs, and, and how much more so, this grants us redemption from our war um, in this world, and in that war itself, it grants us redemption from the harder challenges, the challenges of e- the Egypt-like challenges, the, the hardest of challenges. That's the day of re- this day of, 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 of Yud Kislev gives us freedom from Haran, gives us freedom in Israel, gives us freedom from Mitzrayim. That we're able to go beyond our limitations in our study, learning a Torah and doing mitzvahs and the positive things that we do, and be able to and to overcome the challenges that are like Haran and even the hardest of challenges like Mitzrayim, which. Those challenges, again, are things that we sometimes, sometimes fail in and be able to turn around and, and to do tshuva. Therefore it's, therefore, it's appropriate to connect this day of redemption with adding and adding incomparably to what we did before in our study of Torah and doing mitzvahs, especially by making fabrengans in every place, make good decisions about serving Hashem in all areas, and especially the things that the Mitla Rebbe um, inspired everyone to do, to share and spread Torah and Yiddishkeit and Chassidus, and to continue this in the following days in the month of Kislev, this Shabbos,
blesses the following days of the week, the days of the 15th of Kislev, which have, the 14th of Kislev, which have a Febrang, and the 15th of Kislev, the day when the month of Kislev has a um, full moon, which emphasizes the full light of the month of Kislev, of everything in Kislev, and especially as we prepare for the Gula of the Alter Rebbe on the 19th of Kislev and days of Hanukkah. So we should continue this inspiration that we, get, that we receive today and the good decisions we make today to go higher and higher throughout this month. And since all redemptions are connected to each other, the good decisions that we'll make in all these areas will immediately bring the main redemption, the redemption of Mashiach Tzakeinu immediately. And then we'll get the answer from Esau. The answer that Yaakov got when he sent messengers to Esau was that Esau wanted to fight him. But, um, but now we'll get the answer from Esau. I'm ready. I'm ready, as I said earlier, that now it's so much easier to influence Gentiles to keep their seven laws of Noah. So, at Yaakov, at, at, in Yaakov's time, lifetime, Yaakov thought Esau was ready. And, he, and from the perspective of Yaakov, Esau was indeed ready. But after all the service of Hashem, through all of the generations till, from then till now, including the influence on Gentiles to keep their seven laws, so the, the, the Gentiles have already been refined, and therefore we get the response from Esau that he's ready. And to go to redemption from, the, and we will see the fulfillment of the prophecy. We'll see how Hashem reigns in the entire world. Hashem is king, and all nations are transformed to serve Hashem with clear speech and one consent. All right. And any questions or comments? So when Jacob goes back, he wrestles with the angel. He goes back to rescue these little small jugs of oil. Yeah. So maybe these little jugs of oil are kind of like you know. Yeah, the captives here. The Zichron Yaakov says that the, the drugs are, is actually the drug he rescued was the same drug that was used for the Manera. I understand that. What I'm saying is what, what has illuminated Israel today in, in the light of the nations is that it's, you know, it's not just a war to kill these people, it's a war to bring back their captives like small jugs of oil. Yeah. That's what makes us noble. But we've we, we got we to gotta, um, have redemption. We've got to go beyond yeah, the where we were right before. Right. We have to go so high that it says, whatever we did tell them looked like prison. Unbelievable. Chayim <laughs> 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 a little